welcome to the Super Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and as usually, I'm joined by editor-at-large of the Super Jump Magazine, Wyatt Donegan! Hey, Wyatt, how's it going? Pretty good. I, I love the, how you did my, my name there. That was really good. I feel, I feel very good about myself. Yeah, I, I've returned to the Bobby Moynihan style of delivering. <laughs> I, I kind of dropped it for a few episodes, because... Variety is the spice of life, but I gotta tell you, that's that's a sweet oregano right there. That's one of my favorite <laughs> spices. Uh, this is the Super Jump Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about Saturday Night Live actors. Um, really just that, for the most part. Yeah. But this week, we're gonna talk about video games as well. Uh, work, work some of that flavor in there. Uh, we, we have a lot to talk about, about the upcoming year in games. Why do we divide game history into years when it doesn't really have anything to do with generations of consoles or anything like that? The, <laughs> the, the reasoning is not, it's not in our control. Other yeah. people do it, so we do too. We're just following uh, suit, but, you know. <laughs> we do have some yearly cycles that are unavoidable, like E3 and uh, annual games, things that always release in November, for example. That kind of thing that we can rely on. So we have some predictions about 2019 using those patterns. But before we get into those, I'd like to head into the Playtime Report! Wyatt, tell me about Brawl Stars before we get started with our other game. For sure, yeah. So Brawl Stars... um... It's a fairly new game. I don't actually know ex- exactly when it came out, but I remember I've, I saw, I think I got an Instagram ad for it like three times. And on the third time I was like, okay, fine, Instagram, I'll try it. Um, so I guess those ads do work to an extent. Um, but it's made by uh, <laughs> Supercell, which is the same company that makes uh, Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, um, those style of games. So this one, uh, whereas Clash Royale is kind of like the, big clan i mean uh clash of clan is like the big you know you you have like a little city and then you get into a clan and you battle other clans and all that kind of stuff um clash royale is kind of like a card based tower defense game um and brawl stars is completely different from those altogether it's a at heart it's a 3v3 uh, pvp style game so you have different they call them brawlers uh they're basically just different characters and they've got like a main attack and then a super attack. So it's kind of like, it's it's a MOBA in a sense like that. If, if MOBA was, right. if there were no like minions, no towers, just straight, like just, if League of Legends was just fighting the other team without doing anything else, that's kind of what this is. Um, so okay. there's like healer characters, there's more tanky characters. Um, and it's pretty fun. And there's, uh, there's a couple different modes. Like at heart, it does have a, th- the 3v3 is kind of the main mode, but then it also has, uh, there's like a capture the flag soccer type game where you have to score goals on the other team. And then there's, of course, like a, a battle royale type game where there's 10 people on a little tiny map and there's smoke that goes around the edges because no game is complete without a battle royale these days, um, which we'll kind of talk about a little bit later. Um, but uh, but it's pretty fun. And of course, it's a free game. This one doesn't feel as uh, heavy handed of needing to, to buy things as some of the other games do. Uh, you do get a pretty hefty amount of uh, of like loot boxes at the beginning, and I've got a few good characters. Um, and it seems like this game isn't wholly dominated by characters that are like legendary status. I think from what I've seen on the on the Reddit, the subreddit, there is a couple characters that are kind of like far and away the best for certain modes. But 
it's not necessarily where it's like if you don't have this character you're gonna lose kind of thing um, okay yeah that, that's that's cool that sounds yeah exactly because that's like the thing that i hate that. about like clash royale is very much like that where like you have to, even within your your rank there's certain cards that are better than others and there's you know hundreds of cards in clash royale so if you don't have that particular card you won't have that particular unit and it's a lot harder to, to win and all that kind of stuff but this one there's like a lot of characters have a lot of utility so it doesn't feel as i'm not like I don't have that desire where I'm like, okay, I need to buy more things, which I had that a lot with Clash Royale. Um, but this one, I haven't spent, I think I bought like a, a $2 pack, you know, like a starter pack thing where they give you a, a pretty large amount of gems for, for fairly cheap. So I bought that, but that's all that I bought. And I have like probably, I think, three of the kind of like top level characters that I've seen from uh, from like different tier lists that people have made online. So, um, oh, wow. so as of right now, it seems pretty... Like there's a pretty healthy economy. Um, like I think it is. It's pretty new. I think it's only been out for maybe a few months um, at most. So there's time for new characters to get introduced that are like super super good. So I guess it may not always stay where it's kind of you don't need to buy a lot. But as of right now, it's fairly fairly nice. So uh, it's been a cool little little break from from Smash Brothers. Yeah. Well. Okay. So not that I need a so, break from Smash Brothers, but So a there's a segue. <laughs> <laughs> the other game that we've been playing for our playtime report, the only game I've been playing really. And I I sometimes feel like I need to get better about this, but I also feel like it might be just indicative of how the normal person goes through their games. <laughs> um I've just been playing Smash Brothers pretty much all month. Um and it, it, it looks like you've been pretty consistent on that, too. Yep. We've talked a lot about Smash Brothers. Um, I want to talk about an aspect of Smash Brothers that I think you are perfect to have on the show for with your <laughs> eSports background. Um, so. <laughs> so, so why? Get, get this. So there's this guy, Salem. Yeah, I've heard about that guy before. Yeah, you, you mentioned him last time, and I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that's a, that's a name. Yeah, uh, well, we, we couldn't even and remember his like, name at first. Yes. We had to look it up. <laughs> right. Now, no such looking up is necessary. No. Um, it started with this one, I, I believe Sonic Fox, right? Yeah, Sonic Fox was asking a question. A fairly innocuous question, might I add. I don't even know if he was asking a question, right? He was just saying, I like Pichu? Or, or, or I, it was Snake. I think oh, was it? Yeah, okay, it yeah. was Snake. I think, yeah, you're right. I think he might have said something along the lines of, you know, because he's of, you know, he's a popular fighting game uh, yeah. player, but he plays a lot of other games, not necessarily Smash. Um, yeah, his stock is really high right now too. So, like, the mm -hmm. idea of him getting into Smash Ultimate and and really taking it uh, a, a considerable distance would be exciting for the the Smash community. It would, yeah. it would be like getting Chris Pratt to star in your movie. Exactly. So. <laughs> Um, people people were were trying to send him little suggestions. I believe Salem said try Snake, and Leffen said no, he sucks. Yeah, that's or right. maybe that's the okay. other one order happened. Either way, yeah, I think that's um, what it was. Yeah, he said something about um, yeah, Salem said something about Snake being good, and then uh, Leffen said no, he's not. He's trash, and then chaos ensued. Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> Salem is a player of well, he was a brawl player and then a Smash uh four player 
and Leffen was a melee player and also a PM player, a Project M, the, the, the fan game player. And now they're both Smash Ultimate players, which mm-hmm. is kind of a convergence for the Smash community. Yep. Which is something that Salem has some hang-ups about. <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of just spat at each other. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, some, just some nice little ribbing. And then Salem put out a twit longer. Uh, where he, in detail, just derided the core of the melee community so hard. Yeah. And then at the end of the thing, he was like, "Well, no, I'm, I'm not actually talking about the melee community. I'm talking about just certain members." Like, okay, you should have put that one at the beginning. That's a little trick us writers call couching your insults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so, and, and so yeah. and then during the the initial like feud, he had put this tweet. It wasn't a response directly to Leffen, but. He was him, uh, Salem, and another player. I forget who he exactly was talking to, um, but it was another person who had gotten into a Twitter argument with Leffen in the past, and they both were kind of like, oh, Leffen's a bully, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. Salem said something along. He turned himself into a copypasta and was like, yeah, I'm a Smash player, but something, something, these guys are like not part of the community and I know this from years of research. And then so everybody Yeah, the years of research that. is now a then, pretty strong man. Yeah. And then he named his <laughs> his little twit longer manifesto years of research, just kinda leaned into it. And uh Yeah, it was it was Yeah. It was something else. So I I've become a little bit of a Leffen fan recently, and even from that perspective, I have to agree with with a lot of the the complaints le- le- levied against him, he's not always the nicest guy to. People. Oh no, hundred percent. Like he is. A, like, yeah, and he'll even admit like he's not like he he squarely puts himself in that like villain role. Like he he he's he likes not trying that. to make friends for sure. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he doesn't care about being nice to people. Like you know, he mm-hmm. he really is all for that. Um, yeah, it, it seems like he made friends with Armada and Mango, and he's kind of maybe done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe done making, like, good friends. Yeah. Uh, in the Smash community, at least. I, I'm sure he has a great life outside of it where he's not playing a role. But, um, okay. I, I wanted to talk to you definitely about how this affects the community. I'm sorry. Hang on. I just took the most un opportune time inopportune time to take a multivitamin why did i even do that <laughs> i don't like the taste what's that about um <laughs> sorry reclaiming my my dignity for a second uh i wanted to talk to you both about how it affects the smash community and also the the act of a person who is pretty known maybe not like the biggest celebrity in the world but also not unknown mm-hmm. putting out a poorly written thing. Yeah. Um because this is this is something that I get really nervous about. I I get nervous <laughs> about like what if suddenly the Super Jump podcast takes off but I'm not big enough to not fall down. So what if I just say something accidentally incorrectly that I, I maybe I don't even mean, maybe I I'm just not checking myself. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know your your entire your entire status can tank because of it. Yeah. But what Salem did was he wrote something very akin to um occasionally James will will show me a, an article 
that was submitted to Super Jump, where you can tell the 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 author was very intelligent. The author definitely had something to say about what they were saying, but there there were just so many of these little little traps that authors who are intelligent and do have something to say but don't necessarily have experience writing as its own art form mm-hmm. will will go for and salem looks like he just hit all of them i want to pull it up i'm gonna pull it up right now because I, I i want to talk about some of these um some of these are just so good <laughs> yeah the entire like you really like definitely do yourself a favor just go to his twitter and just like just search Salem Smash and find his Twitter and then find his twit longer because it it's it was it was something else. Hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm I'm about to pull it up. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he entitled it Years of Research. The first the first thing that I noticed as as, as someone who sometimes sees poorly written uh things is that he's got about three things to say, really, but he's divided them across eight chapters. Um, This is not only just a, like, format error. What you can do when you do this is make every individual thing you say seem so petty because you're not actually grouping your points together. Um, There's just him just talking about the the rise of melee when when it became really big and he he attributes that to the 2000 i believe 13 evo donation drive where melee players uh had a grassroots campaign to raise enough money for a charity that melee was chosen as the final evo game mm-hmm. and from that it, it it just became the most popular smash game um and he, salem intuits that there is some sort of arrogance going on uh, people w- would be in-, in the chat saying Brawl sucks, wins melee, uh, or Smash 4 sucks, wins melee, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I I, I've, I feel like I've seen that a bit. I, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think that's uh, a- an improper thing to say. But what he also does is he goes after specific individuals leffen uh for sure which mm-hmm. yeah f- easy to pick on yeah. um and, and mango who is a little less easy to pick on because he's he's very much like the people's champion kind of mm-hmm. archetype player um for for his drinking which is an exceptionally low blow i think i yeah. i saw that and he, he, salem calls him extremely dangerous because of how much he drinks which is um wild that's a that's an accusation yeah that, like that's, that's something you can't take yeah. that lightly you know <clears throat> mm-hmm. i mean mango did take it pretty lightly <laughs> he, yeah, that's fair. he was I mean, he yeah. was pretty stoked about being called dangerous and he was uh, he, he told his wife <laughs> i forget what his wife's name but he was like babe they're calling me dangerous <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so this is yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna stop riding on on Salem for a bit. I think he knows that what he did was not the most tactful thing to do. At, at least he should know at this point. If he doesn't, wow. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the 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 point here is that the Smash games that have been called more casual, 
whether or not they are or or, or not or not not for this conversation mm-hmm. but brawl and, and smash 4 they've got their own community and uh melee and and project them a little bit but mostly just melee they had their own community as well they're they're now coming together for ultimate and all all those times that people were saying well melee is the game we really want to watch all of a sudden they're in the same game so we've got this competitive scene that's extremely bifurcated where like fans of melee and fans of ultimate are no longer playing different games and they have to just be together yeah and we we haven't i don't think we've seen a tournament where this has really played a part in the in like the narrative of the tournament where yeah um Correct me if I'm wrong, but Armada has not flown in for a major yet or anything like that, right? Uh, not yet, but I think he will probably... Because, I mean, he'll be at Genesis, um, okay. in, which is in the first weekend of February. I, I'll also be there, um, so I'll, Ooh, be, I'll okay, have a cool. fun uh, thing to talk about that once I get back. Um, yeah. But uh, I, he'll be there for Melee. I don't know if he's decided yet if... Or actually, no, he said he's not doing Melee singles anymore, so I think he will 100% be at uh genesis for ultimate uh, i think he's only doing like melee doubles now but he's not doing melee singles anymore um makes sense so and i know leffen will be there <clears throat> for melee and i don't <clears throat> i don't think he's decided whether or not he will be doing uh ultimate tourneys yet but i feel like after all this i think he, yeah <laughs> he has just to. if he if, really has to just for the chance of him running into salem like because i mean mm-hmm. that's that's instant gold right there already um mm-hmm. so but yeah it's gonna be so yeah but not yet have they haven't actually like the the communities haven't fully come together yet at a tournament at least yeah, so that's something to to be interested in. That that that's something uh, to to wait for. And mm-hmm. and just just to all the people out there that have something of a manifesto they want to get off their chest, uh, I would look toward the Salem Twit Longer for the entire list of what not to do. Yeah. Uh, when when trying to make that kind of point. Yeah, because there's like a. The... <laughs> yeah, I'm I... sorry. Go on. Yeah, just like the thing about this Twit Longer. Is like if you, because it's it's not like it's a lot of the things that he says, or some of the things that he says are factual. You know, like you said, they you will see things in chat where people say you know wins melee, all that kind of stuff. But to be fair, that's something that happens, especially in the fighting game community. That happens all the time. Like there's there's a, a you know wins Marvel or Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, is like a big thing in the FGC because people would always ask like when the Marvel 2 and Marvel 3 tournaments were going to happen because those have huge fan bases. Um, and you'll see the same thing, you know, if, if Street, even right now, if Street Fighter 5 is on screen, I bet you there's at least four people in chat who are saying something along the lines of this game sucks. Can we either bring out like Tekken or can we like, can Capcom make a good fighting game? Like that's just like, people are going to do that regardless. So to like, try and single out melee as the reason or like as they're this huge demonic presence on the smash community because they have people in chat that say that is just like it just comes off as super petty and super just like i don't want to say whiny because that seems like kind of like very mean but like the way that he comes off in this twit longer just makes him sound like he's being incredibly petty you know yeah, and he's he's throwing some some serious shade at um, 
a, a number of like the top melee communities he's calling them one trick ponies uh saying hey you're, you're good at like melee but that's not anything like the other smash games and we'll we'll see man yeah well, <laughs> like the, there, the there funny will be thing... tournament results that i mean i i don't want to predict anything but we'll, we'll have to look at where leffen's placing in ultimate and where mm-hmm. salem is placing I don't know if I necessarily think Salem is going to win automatically. We'll see how that goes. I don't think so. Well, and especially because, you know, with him saying the one-trick pony, like, he even came after Armada, who is, like, one of the nicest people on the planet in this community, you know? Um, And and it's also ironic for Salem to say that someone else is a one-trick pony when he's only ever played Bayonetta in Smash 4 and like that's how he won evo that's how he beat zero was with bayonetta and he actually he won evo with the off the top combo um to be fair armada and leffen are playing fox it's not yeah it's not like yeah it's a completely different thing between those two yeah and i don't want to cast like any dispersions of well, you're not that great if you're just using the best character because that's that's a poor mindset but you're right there there is something about (laughs) Yeah. I think there's something about Bayonetta specifically where it's like, yeah. okay. It's like, I mean, I mean, you can throw shade, but like, don't throw stones in glass houses kind of thing, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And even especially now, like, you know, right now, you know, Amrata is playing Inkling. Um, uh, Leffen mm-hmm. has shown that, like, I think he's mainly taken to, to Pokemon Trainer and Palatina are like two of his kind of like mains right now. So... And, you know, Bayonetta is nowhere near as good in Ultimate as she was in Smash 4. So, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, where, where Salem's going to go as far as, like, what his main's going to be. But, you know, at the moment, it's like he has a lot to back up now. Because now that he's said all of this, if yeah. if he if he goes up against one of these guys, and he, I mean, if he loses, period, people are going to gonna ream him just because people are just going to be looking for that. But especially if he goes up against some somebody like armada or leffen in a bracket and he loses like he's never gonna hear the end of it Um, it's not just him though this this is what seems especially destructive about this mm -hmm. is that he's now put some expectation on the rest of the smash 4 players yeah that like according to him all of them should just be doing better than all of the top melee players yeah uh because the well first of all he's saying that ultimate is a lot closer to smash 4 than melee which fair completely yeah. true um but at, at the same time he he's saying that the melee players skills just don't matter in other games because they're when the game's so unique maybe they're not even that good who's mm-hmm. who's to say and that is rough. <laughs> yeah, that's... that is a rough thing to say because now, if any melee player does better than like any group of Smash Four players, Salem kind of did them dirty a little bit. Now the now the melee community might have some reason to say, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I guess we were right and we're really good and you're not, yeah. which sucks. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think you know. I... I think as a whole, like, you know, kind of uh, what you're asking earlier about, like, what this kind of does for the communities. I think, like, as a community and, like, kind of, like, as the the two games kind of continue to collide, I don't think it'll be that much different because the people who were kind of always on the melee train are still going to be on the melee train. Um, 
I think if anything, this might have given people who were just mainly Smash 4 fans, like they actually might kind of be on the side of melee players now because I've seen a lot of people kind of, you know, you didn't really see anybody take Salem's side on this thing. Mostly people were just <laughs> like, Salem, yeah, please true. stop talking. Um, you know, people like Zero, uh, you know, other, other Smash 4 players are, you know, they were joking around with... Um, with uh with the like melee community and even like i know uh mango is like might go to um wherever naira lives and they might have like a training lab session on stream so it's like clearly that you know that says something because it's like here naira is another top smash 4 player who is now like kind of you know rubbing elbows with the melee community um so i think if anything like like you said it kind of did the smash four community like a disservice because you know now people are going to kind of anybody who is like smash four they're going to be known with salem and i don't know if that's necessarily the thing that they kind of want to be known for so i think the first like genesis is probably guess going to be the first major tournament that will certainly be an interesting thing to just kind of watch the different storylines unfold so something that one other thing Salem brings up in his twit longer before we move on with the show is that he predicts that many of those melee style players are going to be leaving the game within six months after release, uh, just as they have for Brawl in Smash 4. And while I, I could see the, the results of those tournaments uh, within those six months going either way, that seems somewhat likely to me, and that seems like a, a, a real potential issue that kind of gets drowned out in these the, the sea of non-issues that he brings forward. <laughs> um, what, what do you think of the, about that? Do you think there's going to be a, a, a lasting effort with Smash or uh, melee players on Ultimate? I think we'll see more than we have in the past, like because I mean he's like what he says is true because with Brawl with Smash Four. Uh, like the melee people, like like Leffen, they they did give it a chance. They tried it out, but they just didn't like it. Um, but I think a lot of the changes that they have made, even just between Smash Four and Ultimate, are big enough. I mean, they weren't huge changes, but I think they were good enough changes that will keep some of the melee players around. Um, I know all, for at least Leffen, because I've been watching his stream a lot lately. For him, he's talked about um the patch cycles and the kind of fact that like you know they nintendo put out a patch a couple days after the game came out but the patch notes didn't really say anything they just said like hey we made gameplay changes and like the following characters have had changes but and just listed characters but didn't say anything about what the changes were so i think if nintendo keeps doing that it might drive people like left in a way because i know that like drove him up a wall when that came out and they didn't have anything on there like he was very yeah, upset. yeah it was really bad um which which is understandable because with a fighting game you can't just say hey we made changes to these characters and not tell us what they are because then everybody has to go into the lab and try out every single move in every single situation to figure out what was changed um so i think how nintendo kind of does that along with the dlc characters and just kind of what they do post-release, that's going to determine whether or not the community stay. Because I think, like Armada, I think he's actually here to stay no matter what, because he's said 
like straight up that he's not doing melee singles anymore. Like he's basically said that like he's all but retired from melee singles. Um, so I think he'll probably stay. But people like Leffen, um, whether or not Mango kind of stays in, I think that is more on Nintendo on whether or not they can kind of keep these players around. With I'm already cycles. counting Mango out. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Gotta be fair. real. He doesn't even seem like he likes it that much. That's fair. That's fair. But people, I think, like Leffen, um, you know, Plup has been playing a lot of it as well. So so those guys are going to be the ones that kind of Nintendo needs to to win over, so to speak, because they're, they're not confident in, like, the full longevity of the game. And they're just comfortable still with Melee. So, um, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as as uh, Salem predicts it, because this game is not like Brawl and Smash 4. And I think they've done a lot of, Nintendo's done a lot of good, they've made a lot of good efforts to kind of bridge the gap between these two communities. So I think they'll stick around um, longer than that. But beyond six months and kind of like into the future of this game, it'll just kind of depend on the patches. I I, I think I agree. Um even without the patches, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if they'll completely stay. There's always been an argument of, like, you're being unreasonable. It's not that much slower than Melee. Um, but this <laughs> is a game that is fast. So if you leave and, and you just say, I, I prefer Melee, there, there might... The argument that it's unreasonable to prefer Melee over, the, over this game is only getting stronger and stronger with each iteration since Brawl. So we'll, we'll see how much that really matters and how much that affects things. Yeah. But before that... Let's go. <laughs> let's go pick out. Let's go pick out a scar for Salem to make him feel a little bit better at hot topic. <laughs> I realized I had to make something up on the spot because I forgot to rewrite the hot topic blurb. I thought uh, I looked familiar. <laughs> yeah, I I left the one from from last week, so. Salem, you're you're getting a new scarf. Um, here's our hot topic this week. We have some predictions for what's going to go down in 2019 in the gaming universe. We each have brought three. Uh, I'm I'm excited to hear about all of them. And uh, why do you want to start with one or should I? Uh, you can start, and then I we can just like go back and forth. Cool. Uh, first one. I want to talk about. Nintendo. I want to talk about Nintendo having what I think is a going to be a categorically fine all right year, which is a weird prediction. It's not very sexy. <laughs> um, but 2017 was amazing, and 2018 was relatively barren, except for a few blips, uh, and then a big spike with with, with uh, Ultimate near the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But I I think if you're looking toward 2017 for like another big switch year and what it's it's going to look like or if you're being pessimistic and saying it's just going to be this year again i don't think either of those are going to be the case um we're going to have animal crossing luigi's mansion 3 and fire emblem 3 houses during this year and those are games that especially animal crossing will do very well mm-hmm. uh i'm 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 sure that will be a huge thing for nintendo in, in terms of just like their their gross profits uh in, in that year and that's already if you compare to 2018 18 was like three big things the whole year so great 
And then, on top of that, later that year, Pokemon Generation 8 is going to come out for the Switch. And that will be a big deal breaker, I think, for the, the Pokemon community of whether or not they've enjoyed the Switch to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Let's Go was divisive. It was pretty divisive. Um, there was a lot of hype and heat on it when it came out, and not so much anymore, and it's only been like a month and a half. Yeah. So, I I don't think you can do that again. Uh, so, you, you should hope, Pokemon community, that Generation 8 is, like, mind-blowing compared to Let's Go. It should have almost nothing to do with it in terms of scope, in, in terms of feel. It, it really has a lot of expectations on it. Especially because it was announced in the E3 presentation in 2017. So it'll be two and a half years since its um, announcement, which is huge for a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Pokemon games are, are known for their being announced early in a year and then coming out late in a year. And this is going to be a, a huge thing. And that'll be the bulk of the year. Maybe one or two other things we don't know about yet. That'll be an alright Nintendo year. Like, a, a f- four to six s- sizable releases that do matter to the Pokemon... Sorry, Nintendo community. Very specific prediction here I, I, I got for you, Wyatt. Mm-hmm. At E3, we're going to hear about either a sequel to Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild. One of the two. But they're for 2020, so not that year. Yeah. We finally see a little bit of Metroid Prime 4. Like a, like a gameplay so. trailer. If they don't, um, like, I think the game is never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's reason to believe that uh, there there was already development issues with that game, like, already. But they that's that's neither here nor there, nor confirmed. Yeah. So, I, I think that's also going to be 2020, though. There's mm-hmm. no way that's 2019. No. And between those new teases, probably a Smash character announcement at E3 just seems likely... Yeah. Uh, info about Pokemon Generation 8 because that's probably going to be in November and Luigi's Mansion because I assume that's going to be in October for Halloween while Animal Crossing, despite not seeing anything about it yet, I kind of think it's like a spring or summer game for some reason. Yeah, I kind of have that same feeling as well. It, it feels yeah. like the type of game that you would release like in the spring. So with all those things in one E3 for Nintendo... That might be considered one of the best E3 presentations Nintendo's had in a long time. Yeah. Well, um, but, and also one year. of the least focused. Yeah. Yeah. Because this year it was like all Smash. So, to and I think that was fine. I mean, I thought it was fine because I was a huge, I was like really looking forward to Smash. But I know a lot of people were pretty disappointed that they didn't see much else. So, it kind of feels like they have to have something this expansive. That kind of like what you're talking about for the 2019 e3 because if not then it's like you're you don't want to continue to alienate a large portion of your fan base since e3 2016 so three years running now we've had a nintendo e3 that's entirely focused on one game with with sometimes some other stuff Mm -hmm. uh it started with zelda breath of the wild where it was literally one game and then mario odyssey (laughs) and it had some other stuff and now it was this year it was smash bros yeah with a little bit of like mario tennis and and pokemon let's go on the side and my prediction is that i don't i don't think they're gonna do that this year Mm -hmm. i don't think there's gonna be one big game unless it's pokemon generation 8 but that's 
I don't know. I'm, Pokemon having that thing from Nintendo doesn't... It, it's not like their style. Yeah. It, it's not what they're usually up to. Because I do think that this game, like Nintendo, or sorry, uh, Pokemon Generation 8, I think it does have potential to be very massive. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you kind of look at even though Pokemon Let's Go, it definitely fizzled out very quickly. But a lot of people were playing it. Um, especially like I'm on Twitch, basically all, I have a Twitch stream on almost all day. So like I saw what it was kind of doing for, for, for Twitch. Um, so I think the, the kind of the, the want for a really fun, like expansive Pokemon game is there. So I think if oh, yeah. Pokemon eight or generation eight can do that. Cause if you take, let's go like the open world part of it, or at least the, the outside of battle or battling or catching pokemon um if you look at that part i think let's go did a really good job of that because that's kind of what i've always wanted from a pokemon game was to see the pokemon like in the brush instead of doing the whole like random thing um but the rest of pokemon let's go is just meh um but i think if they can kind of nail all aspects it could have the potential to be pretty huge but you're right i don't think nintendo will make it just doesn't feel very Nintendo to kind of make that their entire focus for E3. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, and I'll, I'll look back and say, well, I knew this was going to be the biggest thing of the year. Why wouldn't it be their biggest focus of E3? But right now, it just doesn't feel that way to me. Yeah. So that's my prediction. Nintendo has an all right year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is one of yours? Uh, so one of mine, uh, since this feels pretty topical... Um, since, especially since I just mentioned Twitch. Um, so I think another company, another streaming company, whether it be one that's currently around or a new one that pops up, I think somebody is going to steal Ninja and it's going to completely turn the streaming industry kind of upside down. Um, so right now there's kind of Twitch has been doing a lot of things that have been upsetting people for the last probably a year or so. It's been a lot of small decisions. Um, Well, some small, some large. Um, It kind of started when they introduced the affiliate program, which made it easier for people to get a partnered status. Um, They still do have partners, which you get a little bit extra perks, but the affiliate is a lower bar to reach and you can still have people, you can have an emote, you can get subs, um, you can do a lot of different things. And a lot of people feel that that kind of lessened the the kind of impact and the joy that people had of getting partnered because it is a lot like it's fairly easy to get affiliated. Like I did it in about a month, um, like starting from completely scratch. So it's not too hard to do. Um, so it started with that. And then recently this week, there was a, a fairly larger issue that popped up because Ninja obviously is the biggest uh, streamer on the planet, and you know it's in Twitch Twitch's best interest to kind of promote him. But the the latest move that they did kind of did a lot more harm than good because he is holding a New Year's Eve event where he's playing and streaming from Times Square, which is really cool. Um, as yeah, with, wow. With, as I mean, a lot of the things that Ninja is doing, it's very cool. Like n- none none of what I'm saying is negative towards Ninja. It's just people's approach to Ninja. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, it's cool that he's doing the new year's Eve thing. I'll watch it because it just seems like a really cool idea, but, uh, Twitch put ads for his new year's Eve as the ads for people's streams. 
and the ads basically said, don't watch this person on New Year's Eve, but come watch Ninja on New Year's Eve. Um, and as you can imagine, that upset a lot of people because no one has a choice of what ad gets placed on their channel. But usually the ads are just for peripherals or, you know, snacks or whatever. Um, sure. Or like Geico commercials, but never has it been for another streamer. So to kind of had an, have an ad that happens naturally on your channel, there's nothing you can do about it. To that, detract from someone watching it. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people were very upset about it. Um, some fairly... Yeah, I, I, I know there's a similar problem on YouTube right now in, mm -hmm. in a different sort of way. Um, how sometimes, without you knowing, Prager University will have some sort of advertisement on your video. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, for those who don't know, although I'm, they run so many ads, I'm sure you do. Um, <laughs> Prager University is this extremely right-wing, um, more of a think tank than an actual school, um, <laughs> that that has has said some profoundly upsetting things um, <laughs> as a school, and like it, it's not just a, a few professors that they don't really like. It's like, oh man, that whole school kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, <laughs> And you don't necessarily know when you're going to get that thing. Yeah. You, when you're going to get that ad on your video. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's a, it's a very similar thing. I mean, obviously not, not to the right-wing extent of it, but just that sentiment of getting something that you don't approve of um, yeah. tied to your channel or video. Um, so Twitch got a lot of back backlash from it. And then a former Twitch executive... Uh, kind of made a, a very long like i think it was 17 tweets in his thread uh where he basically says that this is going to keep happening because with you know amazon is on or uh, amazon owns twitch now um that happened a couple of years ago and he basically right. was just saying that the kind of corporate takeover of things is going to continue to happen because for twitch it's more about making money than it is about like promoting everyone they're like okay what is going to make us the most money so i think those decisions are if, if they keep happening which it seems like they will it's going to eventually drive a lot of people away um because there's already been some fairly prominent i mean not anything like ninja but there's been a few big destiny streamers a few big fortnite streamers who have made the switch from twitch to either facebook or mixer or sometimes both um so i think it's the exodus has kind of already started a little bit, but I think somebody will will part will pull a dump truck full of money in front of Ninja's house and say, "Hey, come stream for us." And if he leaves, I think that will be the catalyst that kind of breaks Twitch. Um, I don't I don't think Twitch will ever kind of cease to exist, but I think that somebody's going to steal Ninja, and that's going to just kind of throw everything into a, a huge state of flux. So. As of right now, and, and and tell me if you think I just don't have the, the situation understood correctly, because I'm not really big in, in the, the streaming scene. I don't, I don't know everything that's going down mm -hmm. so well. But I, I do remember some issues with, with, with Ninja specifically, where he's said things in the past like, uh, well, I mean, he straight up said the N-word, and he's had to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has said things like, he he doesn't um 
I I think it was something like he doesn't like to hang out with women or or play games with women yeah. on stream because um either he'll be tempted or just they are a distraction or well, or something that, that one was, was like one pretty where up... with the women thing he basically said because if he plays with a woman uh, people are going to make clickbait videos about him and he doesn't want it to like affect his marriage or affect people's uh, because he is married he doesn't want people to think that there's anything happening and because there's already like anytime he plays with anybody people make clickbait YouTube videos so he basically sure. said if I play with women there's going to be more of this and I just don't want that to happen um, I don't want it to like affect my marriage which there are varying opinions on that but yeah that's what that one was was about okay so maybe that one uh, maybe I didn't know the whole story but he doesn't seem like someone in general with a with a spotless record and he seems like he's also doing quite a bit of good but yeah. that might be fine enough if you're just going to be the biggest name on a pre-existing thing mm -hmm. if someone tries to start a new thing and they're saying and our new big guy like we got ninja that'll be very exciting but it, would it potentially would there be an issue maybe with, with um ninja's baggage like that you know i think i mean starting a new thing and, and yeah like basing it off of your acquisition of this one guy well so like while he does have you know th those are things that happened but i think on the whole because like he he's made it a point to say like he doesn't um he doesn't curse on stream um he, he'll do like night like dark mode streams every now and then where he will like other people will kind of curse and like he might have a beer or something but on the whole he doesn't curse at all which he used to a lot like that was kind of like his thing like he would he was a very like he had a very filthy mouth but he doesn't anymore um so i think even though he does have kind of a few things that have turned people off and kind of rub people the wrong way um i don't think that that will kind of deter a future company from trying to start something using his name i think because his name carries so much weight right now in spite of those things i still think that somebody could will i think that somebody will see dollar signs and could potentially try and do it even though he does have a few things in the past that he has done that were less than ideal right i i i think i'm with you 100 percent on that um I was mainly just bringing it up as a devil's advocate. You, yeah. You, you, no, it's fair. Yeah, everything you're saying here, completely right. I, I think Ninja is some sort of goldmine for <laughs> the the, yeah. the larger gaming industry to seep into the mainstream. Yeah, it's it's, psyche. it's bizarre. Like, I mean, not. I mean, I, I know it could have happened to anybody. It just so happens that it happened to him. Yeah. But it just it feels so weird that it was him. Out of like, I mean, because I watch a lot of streamers. So just to see that, like, somehow he, like, I mean, I know he has a background with, like, Halo and, you know, he is a former pro player and he's been doing Battle Royales for a long time, but it just feels so, like, random that it just happened, it just happened to him. And it happened, at, like, almost overnight, quite literally, too. And he seems so well-spoken on Jimmy Fallon, um, mm -hmm. which, is, like, the fact that a, a streamer is on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel sometimes like PewDiePie just really threw it away. 
He could have had it. He, he no, that could have been probably hundred percent could have been the guy because I mean yeah. even now, despite everything that PewDiePie has done, he's still like you know he's oh, he's almost he's got seventy nine million YouTube subscribers. Like I feel like we're right like on my site we're writing an article about him almost every day because he just he still is you know kind of a, he's the biggest name on YouTube. But yeah, he could have been the mainstream one to do it, but his pass is just too checkered. With with some oh, fairly yeah. <laughs> things that are that nobody wants to be <laughs> entangled with, because even recently PewDiePie, even with all this, he's come under fire because he's accidentally promoted some channels that have some questionable content on the on their channels. So he's still kind of putting his foot in his mouth every now and then. Yeah, it's he. I mean, the things that he recommends, <laughs> you just need to <laughs> click on it, and then you'll see. Yeah, like. Well, here's why I don't like this group of people. Like, oh, exactly. come on, PewDiePie. Well, then, <laughs> it was easy his, to not do this. And then his response sometimes, too, is like, I think on one where he promo- he you know promoted a... Like, somebody reviewed Death Note, the, the Netflix movie, but they also yeah. had some, like, pretty, very off-color jokes on their channel. And his response was like, oh, well, I can't watch every video on everyone's channel. It's like, PewDiePie, that's not the point. <laughs> You're missing the point if that's what we think you need to do. Yeah. So <laughs> totally. <but> yeah. PewDiePie, yeah. <laughs> he could have been it. He could have been it, but he just doesn't know how to get out of his own way. There, there's so many people that could have been it. I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's, there's so many names that have just existed in, in like, adjacency to video mm-hmm. games on YouTube and, and Twitch over the last decade and a half. Yeah. That uh, it, it, it's blowing my mind that it's finally working. It's finally like. Oh, this person who is a celebrity to millions and millions of people across the world is finally being treated a little bit like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just I'm, I'm, it's cool that it's him. I guess. I mean, yeah. well, I, mean I think it's cool that that <laughs> yeah. it's anybody because, like, on the whole, right. I, yeah. I do think it helps the entire space. Like, because that's like people have been kind of throwing a lot of hate in Ninja's way. Um, but like the thing that a lot of people have to realize, like, I mean, somebody had to do it first. Um, but whether or not you like Ninja, the fact that he's mainstream, like that can only be good for the entire scene because people will maybe finally stop looking at games as this like super nerdy thing if it's kind of starting to be everywhere. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing overall. Um, and it's definitely going to be something to kind of keep an eye on over the next, you know, one to five years because we feel like we're kind of at a breaking point, but we'll see kind of where it continues to go. So Ninja is a Fortnite player, and I have a prediction uh, regarding that. Not Ninja being one, but just Battle Royales in general. I predict a major cooldown on Battle Royales. Yeah. Um, This year it seemed like there were a lot of um, mobile game companies and and Chinese developers (laughs) and uh, people that have been known to to, uh, make things with a, a, a very short amount of turnaround have come out and developed their own battle royale games in an effort to chase what PUBG and Fortnite had uh I- including Activision Blizzard with their own blackout mode in-, in Call of Duty and that one seems to have cemented itself as one of the you know the three now there's yeah. now there's three mm-hmm. um i think we're finally going to see oh those three are actually designed really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't just be big with a battle royale on its own. You need to be a, a, a relatively good battle royale, which means that there will be some, 
I still think there's going to be some, but we're, we're, we're going to move away from that being like the joke of, well, EA, how many Battle Royales are you going to announce at E3 <laughs> this year? Yeah. Um, I do have a very specific counter prediction to that, though, which is that Star Wars will try anyway. <laughs> yeah, because Star Wars will yeah. try anything. They'll try to stick anything on Star Wars' name. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's crazy how good Marvel seems to be these days about video game licensing and tie-ins, mm-hmm. while Star Wars just is, like, pissing the bed every time they turn, <laughs> <laughs> every time they try to do something new. I think they're going to do a Battle Royale game, and it's not going to be great, but it's also going to be, like, maybe DICE makes it, so it, it it's going to be technologically fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a fair prediction. Um the Star Wars specifically, but I think overall, I think you're right because as we've already seen, like the thing about all of these games, they each have some sort of hook, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing that I think people are, that these companies are missing that it's not just that people like battle royales, which I think that is part of it because it is an interesting concept because, Oh yeah. I, I have to say there's nothing like playing a battle royale because every game feels different. Every game feels stressful um whereas like you know yeah. when you load up a multiplayer it's like all right well i died i'll die 12 times this game but i'll get so many kills but like battle royales just feel different because you've got one life you have one chance to try and do something yeah and just from an abstract like who would have thought that merging an open world game a genre that's extremely popular mm-hmm. with esports a genre that is extremely popular yeah. would would be bad yeah right (laughs) i mean i guess we didn't predict it but in retrospect yeah of course we should have yeah (laughs) of course those things work together yeah but like but like i said like each of these games has something that that can bring people in like you know with PUBG, it's the well i mean PUBG was first like that well not technically h1z1 was actually first but then PUBG came in and made it real because h1z1 was very arcade like um but PUBG is like very it feels real like the guns kind of have a very real like weight to them and, and the sound design and the the realism on yeah. the map and all of that and um, with H1Z1 there was still like a focus um uh, of survival gaming in, in it yeah. so like there there was an idea oh, you you can just live here where PUBG kind of took the extra step and said well let's make these matches let's make mm-hmm. these matches with other people exactly and, yeah yeah and then yeah. and then like you know Escape from Tarkov is a game that tried to go too far with the realism. Like, they took away the HUD. Um, they made the guns, like, very unforgiving as far as recoil and all that. And that game hasn't done nearly as well because they lean too heavy in that direction. Um, and then you've got, you know, Fortnite with building and the kind of unique art style and the fact that it's free. Um, and it allows a lot more casual people to kind of get into it and have fun. Uh, and then Blackout is Call of Duty in a Battle Royale. And people love right. Call of Duty. And they're, and the thing with a lot of people say that they should have made Blackout free or at least cheap. Um, although on PC they did release a multiplayer Blackout only version of Black Ops 4 that's only $30. Bucks. Um, so, but like people are going to buy Call of Duty anyways. So mm-hmm. you're going to get millions of people that are going to have this Battle Royale. Whether or not they like it because they're going to buy black ops 4 or whatever call of duty game comes out they're gonna buy that anyways there's also the argument of like it's the best-selling game of the year and also people love it 
why why should it be cheaper <laughs> you yeah. know mm-hmm. like it's it's no i think they nailed it <laughs> like yeah, they, they, they got the price fun, they yeah. wanted yeah um so cooldown on battle royales that's my prediction you have a prediction on fortnite itself that i was very surprised to read in the show notes <laughs> yeah so my prediction is that epic is this year they're gonna kill fortnite um not intentionally okay. of course not they're not gonna intentionally do it but i think they've made there, there's been small inklings of them trying to do a little bit too much and i think that eventually they're gonna tick things a little bit too far and they're going to kill the game whether or not like i i have to as i was writing this i kind of have to realize that what whether or not like the esports scene survives there could still be casuals that play the game um yeah like i don't think when i say kill fortnite like i don't think fortnite will ever kind of cease to exist but i think that it will pale in comparison to the kind of popularity that it has now because I think that they're going to eventually do something that will that will piss off even casual players. Um, so, like, if you look at Epic's track record, you know, outside of, like, Gears of War, you know, they had a game called Paragon that... Yeah. It was a... It was a MOBA, um, and it was, like, it was a... I think it was third person. It might have been first. I don't know. It was... Yeah, it, was I, I, it, it felt a lot like Overwatch. It, it yeah, It felt exactly. a lot like an Overwatch um, um, attempt... Yeah, exactly. So, but it had a, a pretty big fan base um, at the beginning, but there was a lot of design decisions that they made that just kind of slowly killed the game. Um, and that has already kind of started to happen a little bit with Fortnite because there have been things that they've added to the game that have just been making a lot of people upset. Um, like a couple of weeks ago with the start of a new season, they added a well they added planes at the start of the, the latest season at, in early December and then with the first patch of the new season they added in a sword called the infinity blade now that alone like wouldn't have been bad but the sword was very overpowered it killed people ridiculously easy and they released it on the day of a 1 million dollar tournament so yeah that's bad that's so that's not good completely changed the meta i mean it was already bad enough because so the tournaments they they split them up between eu and na because they're online and they eu and na can't play together online because there's too much ping um so that makes sense they would split it up but it was already bad enough that the na players were having to play in the new season whereas that has a completely different meta and the the eu players were playing on the previous season but then the day the tournament started, they added in this sword and people were taking like one person dropped to the sword every game and got like a, a ridiculous amount of kills and it made everybody upset. Um, and it got to the point where I think that was the quickest, the quickest, quickest that they've ever vaulted an item. It was in the game mm. for three days before they put it away. Um, but it was, they're dealing with that item is where I think they're going to kind of, they're going to start to shoot themselves in the foot a lot more often because a couple days after the item came out, they had, they released a post that said, Hey, we're going to make a couple small changes, but we just want you guys to know that we have other mythic items in mind that we're going to be adding to the game. And 
they didn't announce any changes for the sword. So they basically said, hey guys, this thing, we heard you. I, we know you hate this item, but just to let you know, there's more of these coming. And then everyone got upset about that. And then <laughs> we know you they, hate it, but there's more. Don't worry. Yeah, and then they finally <laughs> were like, okay, fine. We'll change our minds and we'll take this game. We'll take this weapon out the game. But I think it's that... Because it's a good thing, it's a bad thing. It's a good thing that they're kind of trying to constantly uh, evolve their game. But mm-hmm. they're doing it too quickly. Because there's still bugs that have been in the game for weeks that they haven't actually fixed. Because they, they're they just kind of focusing on adding these, these new items and keeping things fresh. So I just think that they're going to they're going to take one step too far in that direction and just alienate too many people to the point where people are just going to, a lot of people are going to stop playing. Like, cause even Ninja has threatened to stop playing the game until they take like planes out. And if Ninja stops playing, not, not to say that he dictates what everyone does, but he has a lot of very young viewers. And sure. it's a good rubric for like, just as a litmus test yeah how where the community is if mm-hmm. he stops playing so i mean if he stops playing and then plays another game then i i could kind of see like maybe if whatever other game he starts playing it might pick up some steam and you know you just never know so it might be a little bit rash to say that it, like i don't think the game is they're gonna like shut down production or anything like that because that would just be silly because people will, will still play but i think that I think they're going to take a step too far in one direction and the player base is going to shrink by a lot. I, I think that's a fair worry. I would have assumed that because of them them removing the Infinity Blade and that that would mean that they've heard the, the audience in some way and that would maybe be a good sign, but I, I could also see uh, what, you're, what you're talking about really ruining it. F- from my perspective, though, to... S- to say Epic is going to kill Fortnite, I <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can maybe envision, okay, so Fortnite's going to be only as popular as, like, League of Legends then, right now? But then mm-hmm. League of Legends is also just in a vacuum if you're not comparing it to Fortnite. Yeah. So popular. Mm-hmm. So, like, t- to me, I, I don't know how much that's going to hurt them. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, 100%. Like, how, I mean... how, how, how much worse do you think it's going to do? Like... When you say kill, I'm imagining them taking it off the market or something like that. Well, yeah. So, like, I think, yeah, probably kill is probably too strong of a word, honestly. Um, because I don't think that they're going to completely, like, take it off the market. But I think they, I could see them getting to a point where, because, like, right now they have, you know, I think they, they usually average around, like, 3 million or so concurrent players. Um, like, I could I could see them making a decision that would drop that like below a million um, players, wow. like at one time. Like I, like I don't know. I just and it, it might more just be like the pessimist slash worrisome person in me that just worries that they're going to take things too far. Um, but like mm-hmm. they've just been making like the last couple months, they've just been making a lot of decisions that just don't really give me a lot of hope for the future. Like, you know, it, it is hundred percent good that they did finally take the, uh, the, the infinity blade out. But the fact that like almost the entire community was very upset about it for three days and they announced two nerfs to it that weren't really nerfs, but left the, 
the thing in the game, especially with the fact that they left it for the entirety of this million dollar tournament and just kind of decided to just really stick to their guns in that manner. Just, I don't know. It, it made me kind of worry for their overall design philosophy for this game and just makes me think that they are going to kind of just continue to do things that are just not good for the game so it, it it's tricky because in some ways the way that epic has been paying attention to their community has seemed exceptional mm-hmm. um and then in other ways it, it just does not seem like they're even listening to the correct player yeah, base. like that's why like sometimes no we've been listening like... to dota 2 players they just have a lot of good ideas yeah uh like well i yeah it, it it's weird i don't know i don't i honestly i i'm at this point where i'm kind of frustrated that nothing dies anymore yeah like <laughs> fallout 76 is probably gonna be fine it, yeah it very well might i mean look yeah. at no man's sky <laughs> yeah no man's sky is great now it's yeah. like people enjoy it and people if you ask a no man's sky player like is does it st- is it still bad now they're gonna be all defensive about it and they're saying gonna say like it was never bad it was just, yeah right. people just didn't get it yet <laughs> so i don't yeah. know it, it's i'm definitely very i mean especially because I hope it doesn't die because it, it's a large uh, portion of of our of my website. But uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It just feels like they're kind of going in the wrong direction in certain respects. I hope that yeah. I hope I'm completely 100 percent wrong. But I could see it happening. Um, okay, we have two more predictions, one for each of us, and they are about similar things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll start us off here. Sony has something for around August regarding the announcement of the PlayStation 5. Uh, they've elected to not do a PSX this year, and then they've also announced they're not doing an E3 next year, which means that they're going a long time without a press conference of any kind. And being that it's been a number of years since the PlayStation 4 launched, uh, five years, really, it seems like, okay, PlayStation 5 is soon. It's right around the corner. That said, E3 will probably take place before whatever they do. So Microsoft has complete control of the court right now. They can either announce their, uh, their, their console there without any new console competition like they can guarantee nintendo is not going to announce a new console because the switch is too new and the playstation 5 won't be there so microsoft can just do it and have the entire day to themselves or they can probably surprise sony sony's probably expecting microsoft to do something at, at e3 so they could surprise sony and just elect not to do it they could they could save the announcement toward a different event later in the year because they would want to be second. It does seem like whoever announces their console second can react to the announcement of the first console and say like, "Okay, what did what didn't you like about it? You didn't like how much storage there was. You didn't like that you had to you had to buy the connect with it, or you um, had to be online. You had to be online. You couldn't use use games. Whatever whatever they said that was bad will not do. Um, so I I think they're they're kind of jockeying for who can be second to announce. That said, um. I think PlayStation 5 will be able to be second to announce and still not... I, I don't have a whole lot of optimism, honestly. I think they're going to announce a Spider-Man sequel and maybe Death Stranding as their first party, um, or ex- at least exclusive, Spider-Man wouldn't be first party, Insomniac is not owned by Sony. Mm-hmm. 
but their their exclusive launch lineup. Uh, Last of Us Part Two, Ghosts of Tsushima. I think those are going to be PS4, uh, but maybe they'll have like a PS5 version of them as well. In either way, I don't think it's going to look that solid as a lineup of, of games. I I don't think it's it's going to look amazing to the average consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Stranding is something that I think a lot of the games media is hyping up right now and always shows well in in trailers at things like the game awards but once you say like no mainstream audience you try to play this weird game about a baby in a bubble they won't they won't go for it i don't <laughs> yeah, think I mean, they'll go for when it when we have no idea like i mean we have an inkling yeah. of what it's about but when i mean like, we're excited about that because yeah at, like when we have no idea that's that's like a fun thing for the games industry yeah but i, I but mean, for casual mainstream like, yeah We'll see if it can actually, like, buoy a platform sale, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think the announcement of the PS5 is going to be a little bit awkward because of that. And I also think I, I they're just acting so cocky right now. Sony is just acting, they're peacocking around, acting like they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. There's no way they could mess up what, what they have. They are the kings of the console war. Um uh, I, I think that attitude has never been good. It always makes you mess up in the in the next round. The Wii yeah, was I mean, too popular. That, that, the Wii U did my, not do well. Yeah, like that was Microsoft when they announced mm-hmm. the Xbox One. You know, they felt like they were kind of on top of the world. And they were like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, we know we're going to have this. You have to be online thing. But, you know, we think the console is good enough. It has, you know, whatever graphics. So we think people aren't going to care. So, you know, it's fine. We're just going to continue to roll with this. And then that completely blew up in their face. And I think it feels like Sony is kind of following that same track, even though they were on the other side of that track last time. So you think they would know what not to do. Yeah, like Call of Duty used to show at the Microsoft E3 press conference every year. Mm -hmm. And then as as soon as the PS5, or sorry, 4 came out, Call of Duty just said, yeah, I gotta go over there. I'll see you later, Xbox. Yeah, I'm now just gonna get some punch. The, and now they have an exclusive deal with Sony. You know, and Sony yeah. is has is at all the Call of Duty tournaments. They get all of the, the downloadable content first. And all That's that a good stuff. point. Do you think we just won't see... Because Activision Blizzard does not do their own E3 show. Mm-hmm. Will we just not see Call of Duty at the C3? Oh, that's a good point. You're yeah. right. I didn't even think about that. That's a very good point. Maybe see, they I, can break their deal just because, like, nothing else is happening, or they can put out a trailer on the same well, day. Well, yeah, and, 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 like, I think, I don't know if the deal ever said, like, hey, you ha- you can only show it at this conference. I think it was just, it just made sense because it was like, okay, we have yeah. exclusive content here, so we can just show it here. So I think that, you know, they might still show it at the Microsoft conference, but... They might just have to not. They just won't be able to talk about like the the. They won't be able to do the the normal flex of like, well, you can get stuff here first. You know, it'll just be mm-hmm. here's the game itself. Yeah, I mean the the Microsoft conference this year had Kingdom Hearts three in it, and that is for all intents and purposes a big Sony push right now. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that was my thing. That the PS five announcement is going to be somewhat lackluster and you have a a very similar prediction for microsoft yeah so i think that microsoft after kind of lagging behind for the entirety of this generation i think that 2019 will be the year that they fully get a leg up in things because totally yeah because like we kind of you know i mean we've already kind of been hinting at it with with sony kind of being a bit cocky but i think i think this decision from sony 
to not do E3 is going to completely backfire on them because I, I think you're right in, or like, I don't know if you actually said it or if I was just thinking it, but <laughs> I think the reason why they, they're doing this is because they want to be second. So I think yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they believe that Microsoft will announce at E3. So they're like, okay, we're just not going to do E3. And then, mm-hmm. so that way we'll be able to announce afterwards. But I think that Microsoft might just pull a fast one and just not announce their thing at E3 and just let Sony do it. If I was if I was Mr. Microsoft in charge of Microsoft, if I was Dale Microsoft, <laughs> I would view the only opportunity to get a leg up here to just not do it. But it seems yeah. like such a safe move that, like, yeah, I'm just not going to announce a console this E3. It, it would be a bad call. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're currently losing money as I am Dale Microsoft. <laughs> I'm losing money because the Xbox one is just not selling as well mm-hmm. as the PS four. But if I want the Xbox four or two, depending on how you count, yeah. um, uh, to do better than what we have right now, I need to not announce it yet. Like mm-hmm. I, you need to wait on it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't. I don't know like how a, Sony can decision. win that chess game. Yeah, it, it's a hard decision, and it's very like I think. Whereas, like we've always like, even though these console announces in the console race, like it's always been a chess game. But it feels like this one is like actually turning into a full on like game of chicken because like usually like they almost announce them at the same time, so you're always kind of getting the same information about things. But it feels like this time it's really an announcement of like who can just do it second. And they're really just kind of trying to, to bait each other and are just kind of like, like I said, it's a game of chicken. They're both just seeing who can flinch first. Um, but I definitely think that this is kind of finally going to be Microsoft's time because I think Sony is just being, like you said, they're being too cocky. Um, so I, I, I think that they're, that, or, or even if even if Microsoft announces that they have something coming at E3, I think they're gonna like it won't be a, a huge announcement. Whereas I think like with maybe the PS5, they're gonna kind of whenever they announce it because it won't be at E3, they're gonna kind of go a little bit more in depth to things. Yeah. I think I could see Microsoft just saying because part part of my prediction I think is that at E3 they're gonna announce something fairly large like i mean they've already talked about halo but i think we might actually get like a release date uh or something new or maybe they might be able to get some sort of timed exclusive like release for gta 6 which that probably would be pretty hard to do but i could see them if they were really trying to win things to really just be like look rockstar i know you normally do things at the same time but here's a gazillion dollars help us with that um yeah, I I guess I could see that. Maybe not specifically GTA 6 because Rockstar, in addition to just not liking E3, doesn't need the money right now. Yeah, but exactly, yeah. but something like that, like yeah, I uh, maybe Beyond Good and Evil two. Maybe uh, yeah. I was sh- like I was trying to think of like what's a big name thing they can get as an as a yeah. exclusive because like. Because, like, I can see it now, like, at E3, like, say they just, they roll a, a trailer for Halo, and it says, like, you know, coming out this date, because it'll probably be 2020, but, like, or maybe, like, 
No, I think it'll probably be 2020. So, you know, I could see them saying like Halo Infinite, you know, March, whatever, 2020. And then saying, instead of saying like for Xbox One, saying like for Xbox Two. And then everybody's like, what? And then they're (laughs) like, yeah, we're doing Xbox Two. Like, it's coming. We're going to tell you more at a later date. But guess what? It's coming. Halo Infinite's the first game. Yeah, totally. And they could do that. And that way they've announced, but they haven't said anything about it. And then at that point, Sony would almost need to to show something because like Sony with them not going to E3, they can't just have like a little press conference say like, Hey guys, PS five's coming. And that's it. Like they have to really give us something good for not kind of like to, to gain a bit of confidence back for not going to E3. So I think if Microsoft just kind of gives a small teaser of like, Hey, this is coming. This is the first game it's coming out. you know, at this date, we're going to tell you more later Then Sony, like, kind of Sony needing to give us something is going to be put in a pretty terrible position. Yeah, especially because I I, I think a big problem with most launches is, and a big problem with most Xboxes in -hmm. general, is a lack of first-party stuff at launch. Like, right there, you need more than one. If mm-hmm. you're if you're not called Zelda, you need something else too. Um, <laughs> it, maybe just Zelda is fine, but you got to do other things if you're not Zelda. Yeah. Um, and from Microsoft, they're in such a unique pos- position right now, where Gears Five, if they wanted to, it could just be for the next Xbox. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. that's too soon. I don't know. Um. But but Halo Infinite is for sure not this Xbox. It does not seem like it. Yeah, I can't. And... I mean, all we've seen is like some. I think even last year it was just like a CG trailer with nothing else. So like, I I don't think mm-hmm. it's coming for this one for sure. They bought six new first party studios this year and created one more from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So they're in such a good position for next year at E three. Just say hey, these are all going to be launch games. Mm -hmm. From the beginning, they're going to be strong. They're going to be big. They're going to be exciting. They're either big new IPs or or, um, exciting entries in existing IPs. Maybe they maybe they do something like they, they they brush off. I mean, I'm just talking kind of from my own fantasy right here. Maybe they brush <laughs> off an old rare IP like Perfect Dark. Uh, mm-hmm. They say, "What if this didn't suck?" And they make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. and they they actually get it working with, with with one of their new studios. So they have four or five must play events at the launch of the Xbox Two. But they don't even announce the Xbox Two. They just say, and this is for, I, I think they're calling it Project Scarlet right now, right? Yeah. This think, is for Project Scarlet. This is yeah. for Project Scarlet. And you keep seeing it. And then they have a date at the end of the show. And they say, and we're going to announce Project Scar- Scarlet. And then they have to announce it like so late in the year. They'll say November something yeah. in order to make sure they're after Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's why I think, like, Sony has really, like, I understand because I think that they, they skipped E3 because they're trying to be second. But mm-hmm. I, I just think that they, if they were going to do that, they shouldn't have announced this until way later. Like, yeah, I agree. They should have waited till like, I don't know, April or something. Because by that point, it, mm-hmm. it, if they had let on that they were going, then Xbox or Microsoft would have kind of, they would have continued on course and like fully kind of leaned into like the new console and would have already kind of 
had their show mapped out. But then if you change it, like if in like April or May, they're like, Sony was like, Hey guys, we're actually not going to be there. It's like too late for them to kind of like turn things around. So, but now that you announce that, cause they announced that like either early December or late November. So it's like, by that point you've given Microsoft like seven, eight months to completely kind of formulate what they want to do at this point. And you've given True. them like yeah. all the cards, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it, I, I don't know if they could, I don't know if Sony could have done anything that gave Microsoft more of an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Microsoft is in such a good position and if they manage to blow it, I'll be impressed, but I guess that is also possible. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if there's any company that could, it's probably Microsoft. Yeah. That's how, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't. I, no, I, I hope I've said this cause... before on the show that like Microsoft seems to be pretty pro consumer right now, and that's like who we should want in the console race. Yeah. and Sony isn't right now, so sure. <laughs> um, okay, those have been our predictions. Uh, maybe not good news for Epic and Sony. Maybe good news for Microsoft and Nintendo. Maybe great news if your name is Ninja. Um, <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild year, no, no matter what. Every year is. If you want to give us your predictions, you can write into the show at podcast at superjumpmagazine dot com. We might read them on the show. That's podcast at superjumpmagazine dot com. Let's hit into let ooh mm, hmm. Let's head into our after school activities. <laughs> It looks like we have a stylistic comparison <laughs> among our after-school activities this Sorry. week. Uh, Wyatt, what is yours? So mine um, is, I just got home before the podcast from seeing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, I'm seeing I, it tomorrow. Yeah, I can't think of a better after-school activity than to just go see that movie. Even if you're not a Spider-Man fan, if you're not really a comic book fan, but if, like, because stylistically, like, it it's, looks like a very cool video game. Um like I mean, the movie like it looks amazing. The story is fantastic. Um, it's a minority superhero, so of course I'm happy about it. But like I just think in general, it's just a very good movie um, that has like good ideals, good fundamentals. Like it, it's just a very very good movie. So definitely do yourself a favor and go check it out. I'm getting pumped on it. I'm I'm getting pumped on Spider Verse. I'm really excited to go see it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wasn't even yeah. planning on seeing it. Like, I remember it was coming out, and I had seen a couple trailers, but I wasn't... Like, the trailers looked good, but it wasn't mm -hmm. until I heard everybody just, like, raving about it that I was like, oh, wow, I guess I need to watch this movie. And it and it definitely, after seeing it, I can see why everybody is stoked about it. Wow, okay. Um, similar thing. Just play Hollow Knight. Uh, <laughs> last week, I... Uh, I, I have about a, a list of my four favorite games of 2018... And it's, I thought Pokemon Go did a huge service to itself and just becoming much better than it was. Uh, so that gets like a most improved. And then Celeste and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, I also really like. But I, I, I think Celeste is maybe my game of the year, but really close. Maybe also my game of the year, or maybe just a very, very close number two is Hollow Knight. And I didn't get to talk about it last week because I don't, I didn't think of a specific award for it. Um, but Man, it's just so good, and right now it's ten dollars. By the time uh, this episode comes out, it might revert back to fifteen dollars. 
But as I was playing through that game, I was floored that they were able to sell it for $15. This is it. <laughs> wow. This is a $60 game. Like, don't make any bones about it. Don't worry about the fact that it was made by a really small team. Don't worry about the fact that it's only $15. Don't worry about the fact that you don't immediately like the art style. If you play an hour and a half of that game, you can put it start start the game, start a timer, an hour and a half. Once you're done with the hour and a half, if you don't want to play anymore, you can leave. But shit dude it's a good game <laughs> it's a really good game it's such a good game uh, i feel like i need to go play it now because that, that's one that i haven't played yet why well, i didn't play the I game <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely gonna be on my list if i can pull myself away from smash i'm gonna do it for hollow night great great i i i appreciate that um i i say an hour and a half because some people have said like the first be- the beginning part of that game is so inscrutable it's turned them off uh, to me, I kind of like that, but I totally understand that as well. But once you get past that initial hump of just like, okay, what is up? Like, what's happening? Uh, I I can't imagine not recommending it to a person. Like, once they've gotten past that part, I don't know what kind of game player would not like Hollow Knight. That's <laughs> it. I I really think it's as close to a perfect game that isn't like a, a minimalist thing like Tetris that yeah. I've ever played. Uh, very, very good stuff. Can't recommend it enough. So we hope you had a good new year. We hope you've started 2019 with a bang. The, our theme song has been by Jamitar. If you could, if you really could, if you could spare the time, please subscribe to us on any podcatcher you like. Uh, we, we measure ourselves in downloads from our host. So it doesn't matter if it's iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. We're everywhere. You can just subscribe. Review us. On iTunes, actually. If you would like to review us on iTunes, that would be great. Because that's like the biggest one. Uh, Tell a friend. Word of mouth is great. If you like the show, you can uh, tweet about it. And we'll give you a little retweet if if we find it out there. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And make sure you actually read our magazine, Super Jump Magazine. Which you can find at superjumpmagazine.com. It's a a medium-based gaming magazine. So thanks for listening. And stay! Super!